coming to you live as fuck on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Steve-O, at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. There is no hot take Tommy this week. He is out. I got a special guest with me. He's going to introduce himself in a second, but make sure you rate, subscribe, review to the Sons of Honarchy podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, we are your favorite four-star podcast. With that, our special guest this week, the one, the only, Carrie at that baseball fan. What's going on, Steve? And technically, it's that baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I have my... Remind me, how did, how did you... I don't even remember what you did to get yourself kicked off Twitter. Was uh, it Busby? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, no. No wonder you told me not to fuck with him. Yeah, that's why I was like, just don't even. Don't even. But yeah, uh, excited to be here. I think this is my third time on your guys' show now, but this is my first time hosting it with you and that wannabe loser. No, I love love Tommy, Uh, but Tommy's, uh, you know, out. And, you know, I kind of wish he was here because it's so much fun talking shit to him, you know, but, but if it's, you know, how you know however long we're on of uh, just going back and forth with you i can do that too and i know i know our boy uh arude's going to appreciate me going in on some of the topics with you especially abreu so oh, yes, uh, shouts, shouts to him but yeah i'm excited to be on the suns podcast you know i've been listening to you guys for i think since you guys started this thing what three years ago yeah three yeah years ago it's... so um and i've actually become friends with you outside of socks twitter so it's kind of funny so so yeah, we got a lot of topics. So let's get the show on the road here. Absolutely, Steve. absolutely. You know, I you know usually we open up by talking about you know our weeks, Carrie. But I think we got so much fucking White Sox baseball talk to get through that I'm just gonna cut the bullshit. Um, you know, I've got Hasbula back in the picture this week again, and I thought he was gonna get removed uh, here on YouTube. Uh, he's he's my background, and he's also in your background, Carrie. Yeah, um, look, lucky enough, I had a cutout of him, so I was like. It's a, it's a beautiful and probably life-size cutout of Hasbulla, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. It literally is life-size. W- one-to-one scale. Um, <laughs> well, the White Sox still have a losing record, Kerry. What do you want to point? Who do you want to point the finger at first? Huh. I mean, I think you know my answer being in some group chats with me, but it, it doesn't start with Jerry. Okay, I know Jerry's cheap. and We all know his faults, okay? But look at the payroll right now. Okay, we're touching 200 million for the first time, I think, in my life. Oh, this ever. falls on one man and one man only, and that's Rick Hahn. Okay, um, this is a hot take on the Sons of Honor. Keep it, it is. I mean, you can blame Tony LaRusso all you want, but it's funny because pre pre Tony LaRusso, everything was oh, managers don't, you know, managers don't, they don't matter, right? That's all I used to hear. And and, and don't get me wrong. Tony makes a lot of mistakes, okay? And I think the, the game's gone past him, you know, and that's a whole different thing. The players like him, cool. But this falls on Rick Hahn. You have a $200 million roster, right, with no, like, Luis Roberts on his path to be a superstar, but you don't have a true guy that, you know, like a Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Zach Wheeler, like all these guys they've been trying to go after, they're not on the team. And this is that result is you're 15 and 16 in a championship year. 
So I I think this falls on Rick Hahn, just not aug- augmenting, like you used to say, the roster correctly. No, I, I, I got to give you credit where credit's due. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's it's been extremely rough thinking about what Rick Hahn has done with this payroll. The amount that he spent on relief pitching is absolutely insane. Um, it's be, it's beyond anything I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, especially considering this is your beginning of the year payroll, not somebody that you, you know, you know, Acquire. traded for, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't, you didn't just get a bunch of, bunch of guys, uh, you know, a b- bunch of big contracts late, you know, um, Craig Kimbrell trade, you know, a- as much as you want to say you hated Nick Madrigal carry, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that trade. I mean, you basically had him for half a year and, and, and now you've got AJ Pollock, who's a guy that, you know, we're going to talk more about in just a minute too. Mm-hmm. Um, but geez, let's, uh, let's run through these games, uh, this past week, starting with the 12, 12 to nine nightmare that was Monday night. Uh, well, what's left there to say, you know, I mean, blunder after blunder, I mean, that was the Gavin Sheets uh, error, right? The Gavin Sheets error in the yeah. first inning. So, yeah. and four errors in total in that And game. the reason why I bring that up is, you know, my my girlfriend, she's a Cub fan, you know, reluctantly. And her best friend is a Mets fan, okay, and texts me out of the blue. A Gavin Sheets highlight missing the ball yesterday and goes, did you see this the other day? And I'm like, what do you <laughs> – what do you think? Of course. So it, you know it's bad when like a casual Mets fan is texting me about a Gavin Sheets air. I'm like, what, what are we what are we doing here? You know. So I mean, the defense has been horrible. atrocious. Like we've we mm-hmm. on paper we were a bad defensive team to begin with, um, and that's why your high strikeout guys in, in the rotation and in the bullpen are so important. Yeah. Um, with that being said, it's atrocious defense. I, no. I mean, it, does that fall on the manager? No, I don't think that falls on the manager. I'm going to go back to my original point is it's Rick Hahn. You have a bunch of first basemen, you know, playing the outfield, left and right field. You literally had an outfield, I think, that game. or No, it wasn't that game because I think Andrew Vaughn was still hurt. But you've seen an outfield with Gavin Sheets in right and Andrew Vaughn in left. You have two first basemen playing in the outfield. What do you think's going to happen with your defense? With you know Tim Anderson not playing well either at short, this is the result of all this, right? So I, I don't know if this necessarily falls on Tony. I mean, maybe they could be positioning their players a little bit better, but I don't even know if that's the case right now. I think they're just not a good defensive team. At right. All. I mean, they were all four of those errors were not exactly tough plays either. <laughs> No. Um, I, I, just, I could have made I, that Gavin Sheets catch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't get over how bad the defense has really been. Um, and, and I know that all in all run production is a little bit more important than going out there and, you know, playing solid defense. But it's it's atrocious. I, I mean, I think Tony's really got to I think there was a lot riding on Tony last year, um, <laughs> him getting hired. The, the DUI stuff coming out, his ass was on the hot seat from day one. Um, yeah. Now, now I think 
after a solid season last year, especially regular season in particular, the the pressure's a little bit off of him. And and now I think people gotta start riding Tony a little bit more. They gotta say, hey, if you're the manager of this team and you actually have a you know a stake in this clubhouse, if you want to prove to us that these guys are gonna rally around you, then make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Because I, this team lacks, and I know you can't measure this, this team lacks energy. They look like they don't want to be there to win. You're right. I mean, and I think a lot of that falls on Tony. You're right. I've talked to a lot of people on Sox Twitter, you know, at games, you know, just everywhere else. And people are saying the same thing. They just don't look like they, you know, want want to win like they did last year. Last year it was more fun because it was like, okay, this is like the first year we have fans and the first year this team is assembled. We just got Lance Lynn, you know. It was exciting, right? I mean, you were bringing up players, you know, who's going to be Luis Roberts' first year in front of everybody. And, you know, besides the whole Eloy thing and, you know, when they did the jersey thing like he was dead, that still gets me to this day. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was different than this year where it was like, okay. I, and I don't know. I can't speak for the players. But, you know, if I were to be a Sox – if I was on the White Sox team and um, I had the year that the Sox did last year and the salty taste where you lost in the first round and you, you didn't just lose, you got a – embarrassed right like you needed Larry Garcia to propel you to win that's how I know it was bad um if I'm a Sox player and I see what you know what Herb you know who just commented I think uh calls Rick Teflon Rick right doesn't he call him Teflon Rick Teflon Um, Rick he is Teflon Rick if I'm a uh if I'm a a player Tony's one thing but if you see that Rick Khan's augmented this team with Josh Harris I like Josh Harrison, okay, but like I, I like other players a lot more, right? <laughs> you know, um, you get AJ Pollock, who don't get me wrong, I like that trade, and I think AJ Pollock's going to be fine, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, you know, they didn't do enough. You got rid of Carlos Rodon, you brought in Vince Velasquez, and a panic move with Johnny Cueto, and what are you, what are you doing, Rick? Like. Go get Sean Mania. Go give up whoever. Like, this is your time to win. Who cares about Colson Montgomery or, or you know, like, I don't care about those players right now. This is – we've been waiting five to six years to win for now. And he didn't – I just don't think he did enough. And, I mean, there's still time where he can, but what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, then is Josh Harrison a sunk cost, you know? I mean, you can't get rid of Pollock because he's on an option. So – what are you going to do? Well, since we're talking about sunk costs, I want to talk about the biggest, what seems like sunk cost, and that's Dallas Keuchel. Um, I knew this was a bad contract to begin with. I thought we were going to get maybe two good years out of him, and we got, what, a 60-game season of him being good? <laughs> um, so what are we thinking about Dallas Keuchel? What should the White Sox do? It's a lot of money wrapped up in one guy right now, and He's been awful. Like one of your highest paid players is literally one of your worst players. So Mm -hmm. talk me through that one. What should they do? You know, the easy answer is just to say DFAM, but then you look at what's the, you know, what's the option, right? And your option is Johnny Cueto right now. Lance Lynn's still hurt. He comes back, but 
you've seen this team already is a revolving door when it comes to injuries, right? Lucas Giolito is on the COVID list, you know, thanks to Jordan Miller, um, you know, and you got, you know, Lance Lynn's on the IL, and you don't know what's going to happen, right? Kopech seems to be on an innings limit. So you can't just get rid of Dallas and say that's the easy thing to do, but what are you left with, right? I mean, and Luke actually just brings up a good point here, which is I'm glad he just did because we uh, we were talking about that before the show started. It's just, you know, Quato can choose tomorrow if he doesn't even want to be here. Yep. Right? He can just say, thanks for the rehab and not rehab, just thanks for ramping me up. I'm going to go to a different team now and pitch for them and start for them, right? He could do that tomorrow, and we're left with Dallas Keiko. So, once again, Rick Hahn has just not put the Sox in a good position, and you're stuck with Dallas Keiko and his negative, negative 0.1 war right now, according to fan graphs. And just horrible. What? what that, that's just my opinion. Yep, and pitcher war isn't everything, but that's really bad for yeah, a starter. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's really bad for a starter. To just put to be in the negatives for a starter, like, and, and how war is kind of skewed more for starters to do a little bit better. Like, the fact Dallas Keuchel was not negative war last year just shows you, but the fact that he is now tells you how bad he has been. So, just another good move by Bayern. I mean, I was excited at the time. Don't get me wrong. It was a, it was a move that said, hey, we're at work. We're, Getting more serious about winning, right? But he's been just horrid. And so my 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 original answer to your question is you, you can't get rid of him. You have to just keep him. You have to keep him, is you what you're to. saying. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're stuck. But I mean, this is the time. This is the time to win, in my opinion. I mean, oh, you yeah. I know I know he's still there on the books, but I think you absolutely sever your ties. It's sunk cost. You let it go, you let him go. And then you give Johnny Cueto a chance. I mean, I don't think Johnny Cueto is going to be the solution to all your problems. I don't think he's going to be pitching Dallas Keuchel 2020 numbers um, during the shortened season. But I think he's going to be a suitable five. Because right now, Keuchel and Vince Velasquez are not going to cut it for you. If I see Vince Velasquez start a postseason game, I'm going to shit myself. Because he's not good enough to do that. And last night was like the perfect example of that. He went out on the mound and just didn't have it. You, he goes up against an elite lineup and he just doesn't have it. And I know he pitched well against the Angels, but the weather was in his favor. The weather was cold. The ball was not traveling the way it was. Some months are upon us. Vince Velasquez is not good. No, and, and that just keeps on going with the point of, you got rid of Carlos Rodon. You'd even offer him the quality. I mean, the uh, what was qualifying it? offer. Uh, qualifying offer. Um, and I get them not wanting to retain him. Okay, I, I was one of those people that said, you know, the guy just gets hurt. And and don't get me wrong, he's on a great start right now, and he did this last year. But I want to see what he can do in September, and he'll probably prove us all wrong because that's just what happens to guys when they leave the White Sox, right? They they actually like are good, and. Um, you got Vince Velasquez instead. This is why you're 15 and 16, right? You, you get a Sean Benaya instead, and maybe 
we have two extra wins, you know? I mean, he's pitched well, decently, but this is why the Sox are in the spot that they are now because of the, the offseason they had. I mean, but to also answer your question, and I agree with you, Johnny Cueto had a much better year. I mean, he his ERA plus was 101 last year when Dallas was 82. So I would I would rather have Cueto. I mean, he, he, he seems to be a better option, but, like, what do you do with Dallas? I mean, you could get rid of Tanner Banks and make Dallas Keuchel your – Honestly, honestly, if you want to keep him, I I would honestly be okay with that. I would yeah, honestly be okay with that. I mean, I'd, ra- I'd rather have Dallas Keuchel than, than Tanner Banks. I right? think I Tanner mean, Banks is hashtag ungood as un-good. well. Ungood. Very not good. That's why it's so funny that he's on a championship team this year, Tanner Banks. So Yeah. Well, here here's, you know, and our guy here, Sammy Davis June, in the uh in the Mm-hmm. comment section here saying yeah. that he had a poo-poo that breached the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about how the White Sox have looked like poo-poo the last mm-hmm. couple games against mm-hmm. the Yankees. Against the good team. Are, 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 well, exactly. Are we on high alert, or is this an extremely hot Yankees team that might be the best team in baseball? I mean, what, they're 23-8, and 24-8, I think now. Yeah, um, they've won 17 of their last 19. Yeah, this is a hot team. Don't get me wrong. We, we saw what they did last year. They choked. Right, we all saw that. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what that team does later on in the year because they don't have pitching. Right, we all know what happens with pitching; it starts hot. The teams with the real pitching stay afloat by the end. Right, and I'll give it to the Sox; they did that last year. The starting pitching was good last year. Right, um, but the Yankees just don't have good starting pitching. I mean, after Garrett Cole. Nestor Cortez. Yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be as good as he is now? Jordan Montgomery. Nasty Nestor. Um, Montgomery. Severino's good, but is he healthy enough to pitch a whole season? Right? Is he on an innings limit? So there's a lot of questions with them, but, you know, and and Stanton's not on the IL yet, which he will be. You know, I think we just caught them at a horrible time, but I also think the Sox just didn't beat good teams. Well, yeah. I mean, but then again, are are the Rays decent? Are are the Angels a good team? Yeah. I mean, they took two out of four from the Angels. Um, but again, with them, they're pitching. Is yeah, your guard going to pitch a whole year? Is Reed Detmers good? You know, right after right. Shohei, who do they have? Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are what? Are they completely healthy right now? It sure seems like it. Yeah, and they're missing absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows how good they're going to be down the stretch. I mean, they're not going to be winning 17 out of 19 three different times this year. Um, so, yeah, I think we caught them in a really bad time. I still do think, especially when they're healthy, I would say they're the best team in baseball, even with the pitching. Um, I think they've Garrett Cole is good. Um, nasty Nestor is nasty. Um, if the player. Yankees can score runs for Montgomery, he's not bad. Um, so... I'm not freaking out totally yet about the White Sox and, and, and them facing against, you know, them going up against the Yankees at this time sucks. Um, but there's a lot of things still to figure out. Um, I'm worried about the starting rotation. Um, and I'm worried about a, a couple veterans that we've got that have have not been good. Um, the first one, I, I, before I, I get you really going, I do want to talk about <coughs> AJ Pollock. He's been like an automatic out. Are you worried about AJ Pollock at all? 
<clears throat> I'm not worried about Adrian Pollock one bit. Um, I, I, that's a major league baseball player. Um, he's he's shown to do this, and if you look back at tweets, you know, from like Dodgers Twitter too, um, and just oh, not yet, Zach. Um, no nudity yet. No nudity it's yet. Coming. Um, this is why you tune in live on YouTube. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, I just got distracted. What was the question again? Are you worried about AJ Pollock? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, the nudity thing got me here. So AJ Pollock, um, no, I'm not worried. Like I said, he's a major league baseball player. Um, if you look around like Dodgers, Twitter, and then just like at his game logs from last year and the past couple of years, he historically does not start out well one bit. Um, right. and, and you've seen recently he's starting to hit a little bit, right? Like it's coming in little spurts. I think by, you know, June, July, you know, when the dog days of summer, they say, um, he'll be fine. He'll be hitting just fine. I don't think he's what we have to worry about. I think Josh Harrison, even, I think he'll even be fine. Um, but Pollock, I'm really not even worried, but Sox still need a, 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 another bat. Like, it's scary to say that, too. So, because, and we're going to talk about Gavin Sheets because he's dog poo poo. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, you're, I'm not worried about they, Pollock. They, you're saying they need another bat. But where is Jose Abreu in all of this mix? What is going on? I knew that was the next thing coming up here. So that's your guy, though, right? That's your king. Uh, oh, Steve. of course it is. <laughs> I'll never forget Jesus. that. When you shit on that man, and that same day, I think he went like three for four with like two homers and made like two amazing plays at first. And everybody, that's when it just like took off from there with, you know, shitting on you about a break. Of course, but, of course. You know, every year, I think every Sox fan's asking the same thing. And I think you're worried about this too, is, is this the year Jose doesn't come out of his shell when the weather starts, you know, getting nice, right? This is what he does. He is not good in April, early May. He is good in June, July, August, September. Look at his historical numbers. I mean, the guy will hit like 220. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that about batting average, but like, you just see his tra- trajectory and how every month it goes higher when the season does, you know, go on. But I've never seen Jose Abreu in what an O for nineteen or something like that stretch. I mean, that's why I'm asking myself, you know, and I is this the year that Jose doesn't come out of that? I mean, we saw that with Polly. I mean, I love Polly, but we saw that that one year when it was just like, oh, this is bad, you know, like this is. He is not the same person he was. Is that this year? I don't know. Right. I mean, he he looks he looks a little lost at the plate, and I know he heats up as as the weather heats up. It, it's kind of like the same situation with AJ Pollock. Um, mm-hmm. I know specifically. I don't know Jose Abreu's splits, but I know historically AJ Pollock in his career in June and July, thanks to Alex Rude for the stat, um, one forty OPS plus for eight or pardon me weighted runs created plus 140 in the months of june and july so not worried i mean he's gonna pollock for sure is gonna figure it out i am worried this is the year of jose abreu just you know that's a bold statement being that ops plus of like 80 85 you know um the ball is dead thanks rob manfred for fucking that up um (laughs) 
And Jose is what now? 34 years old? 35 years old. Okay. I would agree with our guy Kirk here in the comments. He looks a little aged, perhaps. And it's also showing in the field. He has not been great defensively this year. He had his his upswing in defense the last couple of years, and now it's dropped back down if you look at the advanced statistics. So I I have some worry about Jose Abreu, and I, I, I'm waiting for somebody to rain down on me later, you know, when he starts raking in, in August and September. Um, but just way too many bad plate appearances. And every time he comes up to the plate, I'm like, it's going to be a ground out. It's going to be a ground out. He hits the ball so hard. He has top-notch exit velocity when he's hitting the baseball. But he's pounding it into the ground. And I don't know where Frank Menachino is in this <laughs> mix, but somebody's got to fix it. And I don't know if Frank Menachino is the guy to do it because, you know, just make contact, hit 300. Yeah, I mean, this is what we're talking about, right? I mean, I'm looking at his OPS plus and everything last year by month. It was 97, May 193, June he was bad again. But then July, August, September, he was an OPS plus of 126, 180, and 105. You know, so that goes along with, I mean, his on-base percentage in those months is way higher. His batting average, I mean... It goes along with what we're saying. Is this the year, though, that it doesn't happen? You know, um, and I absolutely uh, agree with our guy. Sammy <laughs> yeah, no, it's like Jose Contreras. When he was uh, on the Sox, it was like I think he was fifty. Exactly. 50, Jose 51. Abreu is really not thirty-five. Yeah, uh, he's he is uh, twenty-seven. That, he is that guy from uh, oh, he's he's like he's got to be like forty-five. Um, <laughs> He's that guy from the bench warmers that with the fake birth certificate and crayon. Yeah. I am twelve. Yeah, exactly. I am twelve. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, this could be the year, but we've been saying that every we've been saying that for a long time. So, I don't know if he's cooked just yet. I mean, I've seen Nelson Cruz crush the ball as a forty-two-year-old. You know. Yep. Um, we'll see. Jury's out for that, but I don't think this is the year just yet for sure i mean and nelson cruz has fallen off too this year oh he's um, horrible this year he's uh yeah. he, he's, he's 43 missing, right i mean he's he's missing his personal chef apparently or something something like that that's what i heard well, yeah, um, that I, I guess that that's what jordan miller told me but you know oh, jordan God. miller also killed tupac so you can't he trust him mm-hmm. and he gave lucas Giolito COVID. yeah also true um everybody's injured because of jordan miller yeah. also i took this man to a game i took him to the game on thursday Loss. Of course, the White Sox lose the day I take Jordan because and he wore two belts. How do you wear two belts? <laughs> how does how do you put on two different belts? Have you ever done that, Gary? I've never put on two different belts. I don't even wear a belt hardly because I'm a fat guy, so <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel right. You're bad so. for that. You're yeah. bad for that. Now, <laughs> here here's the here's the thing with Jordan. He's got to graduate from the cloth belt stage. Okay, I wore cloth belts Stop. at one point too. When I was 18. Yeah, I wore them in like early in high 2000. school. Yeah. I know, seriously. Um, which, yeah, I guess uh, early 2000s for you, Carrie, was like when I was in elementary school, you old fuck. But okay. Oh, 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 you're staring <laughs> me down there. You're like, oh, oh keep yeah, talking. Okay. Shit. Keep talking. That's all right. Shit. I'm just wiser. So exactly. I mean, oh, I actually fair. got to, the nice thing is I got to enjoy a World Series, you know, 
Yeah, I know. That's I, what hey, I, I, I do feel bad for Sox fans that were like too young for 05 because you've just seen misery, just complete and utter failure too. You know, you haven't seen that one glorious year where like, and, and I'm and like, what is it like a like a heroin addict? They do it one time and they want that satisfaction again. I feel like that's how all Sox fans are that we're actually able to enjoy 05. They're like, oh, I need that again, you know, and you just stick around for that feeling. And then it's just you're like addicted. That's how I feel, at least. So, no, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine uh, how are there White Sox fans if there are White Sox fans? I don't know any. Are there any that have been? <laughs> born past the year 2000 like if you're born in 2000 or later i don't know how you could ever be a white Sox fan because it's I, just been awful um for being a bears for, fan for that also true well, i that, yeah god yeah i know i know that's a different story yeah the bears just give me pain and misery i don't even <laughs> want to talk about them i'm already in a rough enough mood because of how the white, the Sox white Sox. <laughs> yeah exactly the last couple of days um yeah so Gavin Sheets. You brought up Gavin Sheets earlier. We said we were going to talk about Gavin Sheets. You're already shaking your head. No, carry. What if I told you Gavin Sheets now has an OPS plus over 100? I would say, what is it against lefties? Oh, probably atrocious. And I would also say, what's his on-base percentage, right? Like, don't get me wrong. The OPS plus is nice, right? But the guy doesn't do anything else good, man. He can't field. Strikes yeah. out a ton, but I feel like it's either I feel like he's a a version of Zach Collins, which Zach Collins is a D minus player. You get what I'm saying? So to be that version is not good, right? I mean, he's not he's a three outcome player, and it's home run, strikeout, or pop up to second base. That's Gavin Sheets. I mean, he's Adam Dunn in a well, Dunn, actually, I don't know if he walks. I don't know Adam if he walks. I don't know if he walks as much as Adam Dunn did, at least no, in his peak years. I would rather take Adam Dunn than Gavin Sheets right now. And that is a wow. A horrible statement that I am making. <laughs> and I hate that I'm saying that. Because I remember being excited for that guy in college when we signed him. So I was just like, God damn it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, but Absolutely. I seriously I would rather have that guy than Gavin Sheets. He's not he's not good, and that's why teams didn't trade for him, because they see it too. In so. 88, 88 plate appearances. He has 19 strikeouts and five walks. It's five not walks. a it's not a great ratio. Um, He's a negative WAR player right now. I mean, what does what what value does Gavin Sheets bring the White Sox? That left-handed depth. That, that left-handed power bat and yeah, that I, they've always been looking for. Still I, can't find it. I guess it, this is what I have to say: when a boy is healthy, when he's revved up and ready to go. What are you going to do about Gavin Sheets? Because he turned on home run mode. Listen, if he starts hitting home runs, so be it. I, I hope he proves me wrong a hundred thousand percent. If he hits if he hits two hundred with forty home runs, I'll take that. That's literally like a Joey Gallo, and I like Joey Gallo. Not to be confused with Joey Gallo from my cousin Vinny. I don't know if you even know what that is. I, I like that reference. Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. I'm surprised you even know what that movie is. It was pre-2000. pre I mean, it was 19... I think it was in the 80s. Um, but if you can get a guy like Joey Gallo, right, like... And that's what Gavin Sheets can turn into with, you know, a decent OBP with a lot of home runs and RBIs, fine. I just don't see it. That's just 
my opinion on Gavin Sheets. I mean, never been a fan of him at all. I mean, you're going to option him down at this point. Like what, what are your other options? I mean, a boy, gets healthy. You got to send somebody down. Mm-hmm. Is it Gavin Sheets then? That's what yeah, you're saying. I mean, who else could it be? I mean, Lloyd comes up. Men- is Mendick down yet? Uh, I think so. Is he? <laughs> no. Is he? I don't think up? Danny. I think Danny Mendick's still on the team. Yeah, because they said a couple days ago, the White Sox said, like, they tweeted out Danny Mendick for Larry Garcia straight up. And I just thought that was really funny. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, you, you should probably send down Danny Mendick first. I mean, you have Larry Garcia, Josh Harrison that can play the infield. You got Mancada now. I mean, if you have Larry Garcia, you really don't need a Danny Mendick. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's my point here. You know, the fact that I'm even questioning that Danny Mendick's on on the 26 <laughs> man right now, um, it's got to be him first. Um, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Speaking so. of bad on base percentage, and so actually, funny enough. His OPS plus is higher than Gavin Sheets. Of course he it is. is. Of course it is. Um, just, just, then again, you know, n- nice sample size here of 23 yeah. bats. Yeah, exactly. But that's just like da- another Danny Mendick guy like, oh, the true grit. Like, I don't give a, I don't give a crap. Give me good no. players. I don't care that this guy was drafted in the 26th round and that he's made his way up to the majors. Go to the Orioles for that. I don't need him on the White Sox, you know? Good point. So my point is – Eloy comes up, Gavin Sheets probably stays, but then, you know, what? what who do you left with then in the outfield? You got Angle as your fourth outfielder. You have Leary as your, like, infielder. You got Reese McGuire. Who's the fourth bench guy then? Because it's usually four, I think. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, yeah, it would be Gavin Sheets. Yeah. Oh, it'd be Gavin said. Yeah. So you have Gavin Sheets. So then when pitching comes back and, you know, I know we were going to talk about that a little bit too, right? So, I mean, it, when pitching comes back, Lance Lynn, right? Who who goes down? Cueto, when he comes up, who goes D- down? You DFA Keuchel and uh, send down Tanner Banks. That, that would be my move. Um, I think Ryan Burr's got to go. Ryan Burr is not good either. He's That's for sure. Go, he is not good, not good at all. I'm sorry, yeah. not a good reliever. Especially you have Joe Kelly. You have if you have Matt Foster pitching the way he is, and Jose Ruiz, proving to our point, Rick Hahn's an idiot for spending a lot of money on relief pitching. But if you have those guys, you don't need a Ryan Burr. You don't need Tanner Banks. Literally, just keep Cueto and Keiko then. Yeah. Well, on top of that, too, you've got Joe Kelly. Don't forget about Joe Kelly. Um, yeah. I mean, he did not look good um, in no, his second but I'm running. not worried about him. Um, but I'm not either. I, and I think that goes to show you that this bullpen, even when you, you didn't need to go out and sign Joe Kelly because this bullpen was good already yeah. um, without Joe Kelly. Um, Kendall Graveman. I, I oh, love the Kendall Graveman edition. He's yeah. been very, very good. Um, I don't know if he's being utilized properly, though. Um, no, he's not being used. You can't be utilized if you're not being used. I mean, he's, he has pitched 15.1 innings. That That's a decent amount. It is, um, but at I the mean, wrong times. Right? Correct, like, and that's why I'm saying he's not being utilized properly. I, I mean, I reflect back on Monday. Um, I 
I know that Graveman was quote unquote unavailable according to Tony. Um, but how is somebody that just had a couple days rest unavailable yeah, yeah. if they're if they're healthy, especially and, in a game like that? That just goes along with I think that's where <clears throat> Tony's kind of messed up this year is bullpen management, which was a problem last year, and lineups. I know. <clears throat> Excuse me, we all make fun of lineups and stuff like that all the time, and everybody's complaining, but what are we doing here? You know, Larry Garcia batting second and third? Come on. It's bad. You know, like, if you see Jose Abreu struggling, he's 0 for 18, why is he still batting third? Put Luis third. Put Vaughn fourth when he's back. He's back today. Make Give Jose a little bit of a, a breather, you know? When other guys, younger guys are hitting. Jose's not going to always be your third hitter. Pujols wasn't always, you know, when he got older, he started going down the lineup, right? So I don't know what they're doing that. You know, I was fine with Jose batting third the past couple of years, but this year it's like maybe he does bat fifth. Maybe when Eloy's back up, he bats sixth or maybe even seventh. You know, I mean, I would be okay with that even, you know, uh, where you have like a, Tim, Yoan, Robert, Eloy Grandal, Vaughn, and then Jose with Pollock and then Harrison. That would be a good lineup, I think, if Jose is your seventh batter. For sure. Well, I love that you brought up Yasmani and, and you had him right there in that rundown batting fifth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I mean, Jose's been not good, but Yasmani has been. We're not going to slander this man. And I don't want to slander him, but I want to know what's going on. I mean, he did this last year, right? He what did, what did he bat in April last year? I think what like I think he everybody was complaining because he was batting like one ninety one and his OBP right. was slow and he wasn't hitting home runs. I mean, it looks bad this year, and he's his OPS plus is down a, a lot, you know, and <laughs> it doesn't look good right now, but. I'm not seriously worried about this guy. I mean, that's just my my opinion. I I I don't have yeah. I don't have too much worry about him at all. I mean, yeah, it just I I know like his on base percentage was at least around like three twenty, three thirty, maybe three forty last year when he was struggling. So right now I'm, he's under three. So I'm looking at it. By the end of April last year, he was at a 294 OBP. Okay. And then so the end of May, he was? End of May, he was back up to uh, like 385. <laughs> okay, there we go. And then he got there hurt, you, go. you know, and then he was back. But like, yeah, so, I mean, maybe he picks it up, you know, but yep. I need him bad because that that bat between, you know, the the walks, which you're seeing a lot more from him. His, his walks are starting to go up a little bit. But, um we need to see some power out of that man, you know, some clutch hits, not just strikeouts or ground outs to, you know, uh, a second base on a shift. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, he's your highest paid player. <laughs> yeah. God. It just the vet, the veterans, the veterans are killing me this year. You know, the, I mean, Tim stepping it up. Awesome. Luis getting hot, especially when the white Sox need him, you mm-hmm. know, when no one else is around. Yo, comes back. Yoan Moncada's coming back, or he has come back, and he's coming back pretty well um, so far. Um, Andrew Vaughn, absolutely incredible so far. 
I mean, who could ever imagine trading this guy? Like, oh, I was just going to get him that. I wow. So. I mean, what idiot would ever want to trade Andrew Vaughn, right? Frank Montes, right? I don't know. No, I don't know. Frankie Montes is good, though. For Andrew Vaughn? Is he good? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know that was that was my hot take that, that hasn't hasn't settled well no um no but to your point the veterans suck this year pollock sucks abreu sucks grandal sucks this year harrison atrocious right i mean yeah, I, I don't even consider him in the i never expected much out of josh harrison believe no, it you not. expect a good defense you know smart base running but you expected him to hit better than what he's doing now it's right bad so woof yeah, the veterans definitely need to step up. But, you know, if you're going to be 15 and 16 and you're struggling and you're asking yourself why, and if the, the question is the the veterans aren't hitting, I think you can be – and I think that's why Sox fans are, are panicking but not done yet because they still have that like, okay, they're going to figure it out, right? I mean, they have historically – I like to go by trends, right? There, those guys historically get better by around now-ish, end of May towards June. So for sure. But so, if they don't, we're screwed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I I hope you're right. I, I because right now, you know, then again too, I, I think I've got recency bias in my head. You know, being at the ballpark the last couple of days mm-hmm. and, and seeing how bad they've been. How how much the Yankees have just absolutely given it to them. Great, I'm going the next two days, so thanks for saying that. I'm so well, excited to go. <laughs> it's all right, baby. We'll be there together tonight. So yeah. Um, I mean, put this on on a, on a on a scale here from one to ten, Carrie. Mm-hmm. How much are you freaking out? Ten being like just absolutely done watching baseball for the rest of the year. I'm at about. I'm at about what their record is. I'm at about a five, five or six, right? I'm like teetering, right? I'm like, okay, I'm still not worried because we still are, we're going to get Eloy back. We're going to get Lynn back, right? Giolito's going to be back in a couple of days. You know, hopefully Cueto comes up and pitches better than Dallas, which I just hate that I'm hoping for. Um, I'm not freaking out yet. I mean, my tweets will say otherwise with like me just like bitching about like, Oh, here we go. Typical socks game, you know, like, cause that's just how it is right now. But I'm not like, okay, fuck, you know, fuck this. I'm done. You know, like I'm not even going to watch them. I'm done going to games. Like I'm still at the point where it's like, I'm going to go to the games. I'm going to, I'm still going to like, you know, watch every game. Right. So um, I'm not totally out yet. I'm not freaking out. Like, like our boy, Sammy Davis, who is, at a 10 before the season even started, right? I mean, <laughs> that man's going to have a heart attack because of baseball and the White Sox. So um, I'm not a, I'm not drastic like him. And I'm not Alex, our boy Alex Rude, who's at like a two, probably like, oh, yeah, they're going to be just fine. Like, I don't have that in my brain to be like, oh, they're going to be just fine. You know, I'm, I'm at like a five or six. For sure. For what sure. I'm you? absolutely with you. I'm absolutely with you. That's exactly how I feel. Um I probably, and that's what's pro- the problem with the recency bias too. Mm-hmm. If if you asked me on Monday afternoon where I was at, I was probably like 
Yeah, I'm at like a, a two and a half, three, you know? Yeah. Coming off the win streak. Then Monday happened, and I was like, all right, we're definitely at like a four. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> Yankees, yeah, five. So, yeah, I think I'm five right down the middle as well. Um, we, we, we see eye to eye, uh, usually on, yeah. on most things when it comes to kind of the, the, the tenor. grand scheme of things. Yes. Yeah. The grand scheme of things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the tenor of the ball club. Yeah. So, just about trading into ball. Exactly. You know, all, all good things come in threes, Carrie. So I want you to run through your head right now and give me three things that the White Sox absolutely need in order to be a successful team the rest of the year. Three <sighs> things that need to change. You got me at the rest of the year. I was going to say the first thing, GM. Um, but uh, <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, three things, I think, um, health. That's the number one thing, right? Health. I mean, Steve Stone said it. If they're fully healthy, you know, that blow hard. It's the Kenny um, Williams way, baby. Yeah. Stay. What does Beef Loaf always uh, tweet out? Uh, Kenny Williams way. Basically, the White Sox way. Basically, stay healthy, and it's just like a funny picture of Kenny. I mean, that, but that's true. I mean, yep. 05, they were fully healthy, right? And they were good. 2021, they weren't healthy. 2020, they were more healthy, and they were a little bit better, right? They tailed off at the end there, right? Because I think that was like their first time being like a real team, you know? But health, that's the first thing they need is just get everybody back. Stop lunging at first base, you know? Stop making stupid plays. And just stay healthy, okay? The second would be, I think, confidence. They need confidence because that's going to bring more fun and energy. Um, I don't think like they started the season, and I was just like, this team's gonna, this team's gonna be the team. You know, you start what eight and two. That losing streak, I still feel like they have that ingrained in their brains, right? Because they make so many just mental errors, right? So um, confidence. And then the third thing, they need a DH, a true DH. Like, how many times have we said this? They need to make a trade for a power-hitting guy that, that's not named Gavin Sheets, right? I mean, I know I know you like Vaughn, and you, we like Vaughn, and, you know, you'll, you'll off – and you have Eloy, but they need to trade maybe for a – maybe not a DH, maybe a power-hitting second baseman, you know, or I don't know what they need, but they need somebody better than what they have. All right, so let me ask you then. If they're going to make that trade, if you are Teflon Han himself and you are making that move, who is getting traded on your end? Who are you getting rid of? And what are you getting in return? Well, you have to start with – our, our shady farm system that Teflon Han, you know, built up again, uh, which he said it would be a steady, you know, a steady franchise, which it's gone back to what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking, who, who's who's even the White Sox top prospect right now? I mean... Colson. Okay, so you're starting with him, right? I mean, you're definitely starting with Colson Montgomery. Um, he's in your trade because, I mean, if you want to make for an impact bat... You're trading him. They're not. There's no way they're trading Oscar Colas. I mean, <clears throat> and I don't see them trading Jose Rodriguez. But you're starting at Colson Montgomery and Yolki, who's not even that good. I mean, they got some problems, right? There's not too much to really trade from. So you're probably thinking of you know like a Colson Montgomery, Gavin Sheets, um, 
type combo. Maybe Jake Berger's thrown in there because he's shown that he can hit MLB pitching. He just needs probably more time. So you're probably thinking of those type of players, you know, depending on what guys want. Or, you know, you go younger, you know, you, you know, the West Caths of the world, you know, the, you know, the guys like Jared Kelly who are 20 years old, right? You're, you're maybe trading those type of guys too because that seems like what the league is going for is those guys that are like under 20. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what makes Colson so valuable too. Yeah. I mean, he's like, what, 19 years old? Yeah, he's um, hitting well down yeah. down, you know, in the minors, so that's good. For sure. And and you would do this for who? I mean, who are some guys that, that you're thinking? I mean, you're going to look at probably your pending free agents for next year, right? I mean – even though, um, what's it called? Rickon likes to say, we don't like to, you know, get guys that are not, <clears throat> you know, lengthy or whatever. Like, that, that's not where you're at right now, you know? I mean, you have to go get a, 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 I don't even know who it is, but, I mean, you're looking at your best guys are on an expiring contract for second base are, you ready for this? This is a huge list of guys. Okay. Probably atrocious too. It is Gene Segura and Colton Wong. That's that's your best option. There you go, Gene Segura, uh, the guy yeah. who Rick Hahn almost had for almost uh, had him, you know, for Kimbrel. Yeah, I mean, and if not, then what you're doing is you're. I mean, these guys are all in player options, but there's Correa. He's not leaving. They're not getting traded. He's not getting traded here. Right. Trey Turner, not happening. You know, I mean, Didi Gregorius, not good. Elvis Andrews old and dead Xander Bogart's not leaving. So what are they left with? Right. I mean, yeah. Gene Segura has been really good this year too. Yeah, of course he has. So, I mean, are you surprised? A little bit, but I mean, as good as he's been, as good as he's been, I should say, um, I'm not surprised. He's good. Basically a 370 OBP. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, OPS, OPS plus that's well above league average, um, yeah. even for a Which guy is what it was last who year. prides himself in being a con- being a contact hitter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fun yeah. to me. So thanks, Rickon. Yeah, that's I mean, I've been pretty vocal about it. I'm not a Rickon guy. I mean, this offseason put me over the edge like Manny Machado and, and Zach Wheeler. And, you know, <clears throat> those guys made me be like, OK, Rick whatever you know maybe you are hamstringed by jerry but then yeah. like i saw this year and i was like no homeboy's just not good not a good right. GM. right to be honest with you i think the performance of veteran guys is just going to be it's going to be the x factor for the white mm-hmm. Sox moving forward um they need three i'm gonna say three of those guys to just start hitting their weight hitting mm-hmm. what they're worth so whether that's Yasmani, Jose, AJ Pollock, even Josh Harrison, um, <laughs> I, um, it will. I, I, and I'll even lump Aloy in there too because this he wasn't doing well either. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who the White Sox said this is one of our our cornerstone pieces to our franchise. Now, you know, we're we're giving up. Jose Quintana. Well, I mean, that that's still a great trade for the White Sox. I mean, Dylan Cease and Aloy coming back from yeah. that is incredible. Um, and so you got to give credit where credit's due there for Rick Hahn. Um, but Aloy, I mean, can't stay healthy and has all the pop in the world. 
but really hasn't shown it outside of no. I mean, his rookie year is the only year he's played more than 100 games. I mean, 2020, they can only play, what, 16? He played 55 of those. He played the whole year. But, like, besides that, he hasn't really played baseball. <laughs> you know, like, right. he hasn't really proven himself. I mean, his rookie year, he had 31 home runs. But besides that, he hasn't hit more than 14, right? Yeah. So when he was starting this year, he wasn't even, he wasn't even doing well. So this guy, I mean, and he's on a big contract. I mean, he's six year, $43 million. You know, I mean, he, he's on, a, he, he's not like, it's, it's not like he's not making money, you know? So someone right. like him, he's got to improve too. Stay healthy yeah. for that guy. Absolutely. And Lance Lynn's, Lance Lynn's performance this year, I think is an X factor too. Because oh, yeah. you're you're getting awesome stuff out of Cease and Kopech, um, but and and Giolito, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but four or five right now is an absolute gaping hole. Um, yeah. I don't trust Vince Velasquez. I obviously don't trust Dallas Keuchel. I have no idea if we're even going to have Johnny Cueto in a White Sox uniform. Right now, it it I think Lynn being a good pitcher, he doesn't need to be Cy level, you know, Cy Young no. level. But as long as he is good, then you've got four starting pitchers that are going to carry you through. So. Yes, and and I will say, the difference I think going into the playoffs, if we even make it next year, is I think an elevated Giolito, an elevated Cease, and Kopech as your one, two, three makes a. It, it, I think you go in with them this year and their confidence level, and if they're pitching the way they are now, going to the playoffs, way different story than last year. Fair. But they have to make it first. They can't be under 500, you know. So, but I, you know, I'm trying to look at like the the White Sox schedule this year, and just trying to see like when, where is that pocket of games that they are going to like have a Yankee stretch, right? Of 17 games, you know. Um, what what they win? 17 out of 19. 17 games. out of 19. Yep. And I'll tell you, it's not happening in May with the rest of their schedule. <laughs> Because after the Yankees, you got the Royals, who I think they'll be fine, you know. Uh, but then you got the Yankees again. You got the Red Sox. Cubs are trash. But then you got the Blue Jays. So I mean, this is this could be a rough month. And then June's not getting any better with the Rays, the Dodgers, and the Rangers aren't as bad as they were. I mean, they'll beat the Rangers, but I mean, I, I can't even. I'm looking at the schedule. I can't even find this this pocket of games. I mean, maybe June, but you still have the angels and the Astros too. And we know how that goes. So right now, white Sox are valued minus one thirty to win the central. Yeah. Are you still taking that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would take that. I mean, I'm looking now and I think July might be that good month with everybody healthy. Because, I mean, the best team you play is the Giants, and that's the first three games, which, you know, screw Tommy and the Giants. But, I mean, you have the Twins, Tigers, Guardians, again, the Twins and the A's. That could be that month, you know, where the White Sox are like, oh, this is that team, you know. And August looks really good, too. I mean, the best team you play is the Astros, and the second best team is is the freaking Tigers, you know. I mean – so maybe maybe they just have a reverse schedule like last year, you know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and, and if you look at September, I mean, 
the Rockies, the the Royals, the Twins, the A's, the Mariners, the Tigers. I mean, they don't play good teams in September either. So maybe things are just going to be rough now and, you know, towards June, July, that's when the Sox actually are the Sox again because they get to bum slay again. You know? Yeah, I mean, they, they're they they're going to have to buckle down. I mean, this is going to be a rough stretch. I, I mean, now that you're talking about it, yeah. I'm getting myself mentally prepared. That is yeah, going I mean, to be a bad. really, really rough stretch for the next, I don't know, six month, weeks. Probably probably month. Yeah, probably because, I mean, you're talking, like I said, you got the Yankees again, the Red Sox, Blue Jays, Dodgers, Rays, Blue Jays again, and then the Angels and Astros. Yeah. So – Besides the Tigers and the Orioles that month, you're looking at probably another below 500 month, which, you know, is it too far? Is it, is it too, are you down too much by then? So that's what scares me. So, right. Right. You know, maybe it's just like, okay, let's see what the record is to get to July, you know, All right. 500 by July. So give me, as we wrap this thing up, because we're yeah. coming up on an hour carry and you know, yeah. that you know, that's our sweet spot. Of course. Um, Give me your predictions for how the rest of the season is going to go for the White Sox and how they're going to end up at the end. Um, I saw a projection. I don't know if it was Pakoda uh, or another projection scale that had the White Sox at 84 wins and still winning the Central. Mm -hmm. First off, do you think that's possible? And then I want to hear what, uh, what your take is on the rest of the year. Absolutely, that's possible. This division is horrible. The Twins have not realized who they are yet with their pitching because Sonny Gray is your ace and Josh Winder and I don't even... Chris Paddock. He's hurt, though, for like... Oh, did he get hurt again? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I mean, they're going to come back to life, right? I mean, you've seen it. Their pitching's like let up 11 runs, 12 runs, I think eight to the Guardians, which Sox did too, but you know what I'm saying? So... um, I think that you can win it with 84. My prediction is Sox still win the division with 88 wins. I think they, wow. they were worse than they were last year, which I hope gets Rickon fired, which it won't happen. But 88 wins, they make the playoffs, depending on who they play, if it's the Yankees or if it's the Astros. Same thing as last year. So that's just... I mean, it's sad, but, um, you know, that's just, that's the White Sox fan in me. So, yeah. What about you? You ready for this? Yeah. Hot take coming in because Tommy's not here. Somebody's got to fill in. Somebody's got to do it, right? right? (laughs) This, this team is the Atlanta Braves of last year. Slow start. Looking rough mid year. Finally turn it around and just carry that momentum all the way through. So they've got like a World Series. They've got the talent to do it. They've got the talent to win a pennant. And I think with the way you talked me through this schedule, May is going to be rough. June is going to be rough. Worse. They're going to have that stretch of games in California where they've got the Angels and then they've got the Giants. Rough. After that, second week, I'm going to say the second week in July, they're going to turn it around. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, I would. I mean, the second week of July, you're looking at All Star break. So the All Star break is going to be that. It's going to be that point where they they just flip a switch. Yeah, because after the Giants, you're looking at the Twins, Tigers, 
Guardians, Twins, Guardians, Rockies, A's. Yep. I think they can actually lose only like two, three games that whole month. That could absolutely happen. So, and yes, guy, good Sons of Honarchy supporter yep. here, Alex Salazar, said 2019 Nationals, question yep. mark. Absolutely. Even more so. Even more so. 2019 Nationals vibe. Especially if the pitching is as good as we expect them to be. Like yeah. if, Co- if Kopech continues to be this good, if Cease continues to develop, if Lynn, if Lynn is, you know, even suitable. I, yeah. I'm, I'm saying Lynn is the four. And General Geo is General Geo. Yeah. That's nasty. I like it. I like it. I like the take. Well, Carrie, as we wrap this thing up, any final thoughts? I am very grateful that you were able to join me. Uh, this is this is a blast. This is fun. I appreciate you doing this. Final thoughts, um, Tommy. Wellington. When you look, when you listen to this, just know Wellington Castillo is not even in the MLB anymore. <laughs> Carlos Rodon is on the Giants, so he's not on your favorite team anymore. Well, he is on his favorite team. Oh, I know. I hate that. Nick Madrigal. <laughs> I will admit, Nick Madrigal sucks. Okay, so there you go, Tommy. There you go. You got that. Um, but final thoughts. Thanks for letting me get on this. I love coming on with you guys. Um, Steve, you know, you're, you're the homie. I'll see you tonight, but, uh, you know, keep on doing your thing. Keep on supporting you guys. And that's all. I'm sure I'll be on one more time, probably multiple. So we'll see. Absolutely. Carrie in Han, we trust question mark. Nope. (laughs) Can't do it anymore. Amazing. Thank you, Carrie. Once again, appreciate it. Pleasure as always. Everyone else. Peace. We'll see y'all next week with Tommy back on the Zoom airwaves. All right, this isn't Zoom. This is StreamYard. (laughs) See you guys.